I don't know what you were thinking getting just you and me and Sarah, Matt. <laughs> you know, I'm you playing just... with fire right now. Let's see if I get burned. Right. Hopefully not, guys. And asking I for chaos. sugar. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And there's you too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. That is my best pacing Pete impression. You guys probably here. It's Matt. Yay! I'm hosting today. Uh, I'm not sure where Pete is. I've been trying to get a hold of him all day. Um, he's probably uh, watching Star Wars for like the third time, but um, he says it's quote-unquote family stuff, but um, I don't know. Anyway, he's he's gone, but you got me, and I'm also joined by, of course, uh, Sarah Belmont. Hi, Matt. Good luck hosting. That's oh, <laughs> thanks for saying it in the middle of it. <laughs> what? What? No, that's fine. Thank you. What, I, what did I, I ruin? I'm probably going to need it. You ruined everything. Uh, <laughs> also joining us, making his return, is uh, Everett Harn. Hey, Pete. Hey, oh, God, that's Matt. Right. Your impression was so good at the start. I, I'm continuing. I you Pete. That's what it is. Right. right. Yeah. This entire time, I'm going to be doing a Pete impression. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Sarah ruins every intro, by the way. She kind of does a little bit. Yeah. Failure to launch. Uh Casey's not joining us again. Too bad. Sorry, bro. Um, he is uh, hiding from spoilers in a dead tauntaun. That's that's where he's at right now. <laughs> that but but he's but he's not doing it to be warm. It's like a dead tauntaun on the planet of Tatooine. No, no, no. He's he's uh he has like um, acoustic shields around it as well because right. hiding from spoilers. <laughs> he just he just likes the smell, right? We have to knock on it coming from down from our own Millennium Falcon and was like, hey, come on. Man. <laughs> Let's watch it. Uh, so yeah, we're um, a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. Um, we're gonna talk about um, if you didn't see in the description, hopefully that we type up later. Uh, we're gonna go through some power rankings for our um, uh, current season of Arrow and the Flash. We're gonna uh, give our own different lists of which ones we like, which ones we disliked, and some reasons why. And we're gonna rank them all. For the current season so that should be fun um we're also going to talk about some fun stuff that happened on supergirl and it's not so mid-season finale it's really only taking like two weeks off so um you won't be missing out on your supergirl fix for too long but um i'm gonna go ahead and jump into my own redactions because i actually have one this week uh which is good uh because it gives me other stuff to do and last week i mentioned in my classic pick um i picked uh rumble in the bronx with jackie chan um, I said I really liked the epic ladder fight scene in that. It's not from that movie. It's from another epic <laughs> Jackie Chan movie. It's uh, from Jackie Chan First Strike. So um, I apologize. Can you, can you redact yourself? Like, I is mean, that legitimate? I, I made my own mistake. I'm, I'm man oh. enough to make, to own up to my own mistakes. And that's usually more, what redactions comes down to. It's more of a redacky Chan Oh my god. Oh. Really? Really? Yes. That, that was the best. Okay. That's, I need an air listen, horn. Listen, Pete is gone and Casey Frank is gone, and you got me on to replace both of them, so that's what you get. Who were you imitating just then? 
Who says I'm imitating anything? I was just you making did. a good... Whatever. Anyway, Whatever. hi, Matt. <laughs> anyway, thank you. <laughs> uh, from here on thenceforth, that's been redacted. Everyone else is perfect. You guys are all lovely. Gold stars for everyone except me. Um, we're going to move on to new movies this week. Um, of course, everyone you know knows opening this week, uh, Sisters with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. <laughs> Um, everyone's pretty hyped about that. You know, it's pretty much their Golden Globe stick, but, you know, they're outside sometimes, not just on stage. Um, that got a 67, though, certified fresh, Rotten Tomatoes. You guys are interested in watching that movie? Yeah, I mean, that's like the biggest movie that came out this week, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, number one, by by sure, I'm, I'm sure, in all rankings. <laughs> uh, the other movie that came out this week, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, um, oh, right. That's the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it might eclipse uh, Sisters in that sense for this opening weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, and of course the Star Wars dropped. So thanks to you guys for joining me, Sarah and Everett, and not watching Star Wars today. Star Trek? Well, he did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. you even said that before we even started. <laughs> so totally. um, are you like going to spoil everything right now? Yeah. No, just just so your listeners don't tune out on the podcast, I'm not going to spoil anything, but oh my god, Darth Vader is alive, you guys. Oh my god, oh my god, he's so alive. Wait, I'm just kidding. But it, but no, seriously, I can't believe, this is going to be the first negative thing you've heard about Star Wars anywhere on the internet. I can't believe J.J. Abrams had the gall to make a Star Wars film without the main hero of Return of the Jedi in it. Like... I can't believe, like, I, I'm not sure if, oh, what the hell is his name, Warwick Davis was was busy, but I mean, not even having a single Ewok in that movie is just a crime. <laughs> I was just going to say, where are you going with this? Oh, yeah, Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Williams didn't even reprise his most famous work, which is Yubnub, the Ewok celebration from Return of the Jedi. I and... totally forgot that existed. <laughs> oh my god, what how? A nerd. That's pretty much that's pretty much what the whole whole six movie was about. It's just Ewoks and celebrating. All, all six movies, right? Had Ewoks yeah. in it. Is that what you're saying? Well, episode one did yeah. too. Jake yeah. Lloyd played an Ewok that turned evil. Uh, someone is like throwing their laptop out the window right now. I can hear it. Uh... It's probably Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> catch your frisbee that is your laptop um so yeah it was uh wow i guess oh as of yesterday i didn't check it today but it was uh certified fresh at uh 94 so pretty good uh that could yeah. just be like a overwhelming like you know positive response from like midnight viewers or pre-screeners <laughs> for big fans but um i'm sure you guys are gonna watch it this weekend um maybe again ever well, what i'm not i'm not gonna be able to see it until potentially next weekend it depends if it gets released in the theaters up up here um but then in two weeks i plan to go with my family i'm dragging them to go see it with me yeah in well, anchorage not kicking and screaming this is a disney flick now you know so it's fun for the whole family I hope. my dad can deal with it he's fine <laughs> he can hashtag deal right on right fun fact mickey mouse appears in this movie Nobody cares, Everett. I want to find, like, there's got to be, like, secret, like, Mickey ears in, in the yeah. like, how they have a Disneyland world, yeah. Right, like like how they had E.T. and, like, some of the prequels, they're just going to have, like, Goofy in the background in one of the canteen scenes. If you hear, 
you listen really closely, you hear a hook like in the background <laughs> in all the scenes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the movies coming out this week. Uh, pretty much watch Star Wars, and then when you're somehow sick of it, just watch Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, and really drunk <laughs> with your friends, chip. and then throw a... popcorn at the screen. Did you guys watch the movie The Road Trip? What if Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip, was that movie just animated? Is uh, you you're talking about like that like rated R movie with like yeah, the, yeah with like Sean William Scott? <laughs> so good, that would be pretty go- funny. Yeah, I want to see that. Do they like wear pants though? Like I thought they they're like the Donald Duck rule where like they don't wear pants right. but they wear a towel when they get out of the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> well, uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> so yeah, go see Star Wars a bunch of times and let us know what you think. Um, new Blu-rays out this week. I'm pretty excited for a bunch, bunch of stuff. Um, Mission Impossible, um, Rogue Nation, um, or as I said in my show notes, Baroque Nation, and I've apparently that made me laugh enough to write it down. Um, <laughs> I was wondering where that came but from. But yeah, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Uh, I really liked that movie. It was super fun. <laughs> it was the best Bond movie to come out in a long time, so that's good. Oh, I know. It's Tom Cruise. You can't go wrong. Uh, and the Fantastic Boar was was uh was released Boar. recently. Um Boar. yeah, that's right. I said Boar. I didn't want to say the actual number. Uh and then uh <laughs> really I was really going off on these titles. Two Ted Too Furious. <laughs> Apparently that was funny for me too when I wrote this down. But yeah, Ted Two comes out and um The Maze Runner, this isn't the man from Uncle Scorch Trials. If you don't get that joke, you need to follow me on Instagram and watch my videos. But yes, um Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. What's up? Nothing. See, I don't don't follow you enough to get that joke. No one follows me on Instagram. (laughs) Cue the um, Charlie Brown Christmas music, you know, for rest of development. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking, do, 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 do. Matt, I follow you, like, in spirit. There you go. On Instagram. (laughs) Instagram, not in spirit. Yeah, thanks. I... (laughs) I'm Kindred. <laughs> Kinder spirits. Kinder spirits. Tinder spirits. Oh, wait, hold on. No. Not Tinder spirits. spirits. Grinder spirits. Shout oh outs. I think, like, I read somewhere that's, like, the number one, like, re- not requested, number one downloaded, like, social media app or something like that in 2015. How many what times did you download it? Me? Uh, at least 20 <laughs> times. Because when. What if- I didn't get any matches the first time. I oh. cried inconsolably, and then I just started swiping right for everybody, and then I still got no matches, and then yeah. I cried yeah. What if What if they came up with the tender egg, and it's like a chocolate egg, and you have to eat it, and inside is the profile of someone, and if you don't like it, you have to eat another egg. A kinder tinder egg? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and that like the the marketing genius is they could put a bunch of just fake ugly people in their eggs so that you have to keep eating the eggs until you find that's, someone. That's so messed up. Are there judges like to evaluate how? <laughs> like, I don't know. In the game of that's, gender, we are all Matt had, the, Matt had the appropriate response to my terrible joke, Sarah. You were like, "Wait, are there judges? Who decides which profiles are ugly enough to go into the egg?" That uh, that website that judges people's like facial structure, hot, hot or not or what? Yeah. Whatever. So uh, as, as you heard, Casey's not here this week. So um, uh, Sarah, would you like to do the honors and give us a entertainment whatever? Maybe whatever. I don't know. Possibly. You're so you know. 
Maybe. I like to dabble in things, you know. You know, do some research. But mainly, I just want to say, the 100 Season 3 trailer was awesome. I am so excited. And my review, because Everett finally did what I asked and actually posted it. It's on the site, and I'm excited. And it's going to... Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I, I did it on my own free accord. You can't take it back. It's out there. It's on the web. You did what I asked. <laughs> so I'm just excited because the, sh- the trailer really showed how it's been two seasons and all of these characters who we've been following, all of their actions have consequences. And you just see that riddled throughout the this two minute trailer and I, and there was this epic feel to it and some moments, there were a lot of key or film references in it from Mad Max Fury Road to Game of Thrones to, um, I think there was another one, but I'm forgetting what it was. So I'm just really excited about it. And there was some, I know we said we'd save this for the end, which we will, but there was a casting announcement today that Vixen will appear on Arrow. Ooh. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, and it's actually over the summer they did the CW Seed Vixen series, and the same voice actress, Megalyn, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name. I'm just going to say Megalyn E. She voiced the character, and she will make her first appearance in episode 15. Right. We all season. knew that was going to happen. Because, no, we didn't. Yes, the voice actor looks exactly <laughs> like the character. And they were just like, oh, it's a coincidence. And I'm like, bullshit, you're putting her in the show. But I, I want to go back to the 100 real quick, Sarah, just a question. Yeah. Are are all the characters Dalmatians, or or is he like Corel DeVille? Does she have anything to do with that show? <laughs> the silence is deafening. I hate you so you guys, much right now. <laughs> you guys in Cena and there don't appreciate good humor, apparently. No, we Pete don't. On here. Where is Pete? God. Matt, do your Pete impression. Pete would <laughs> Pete would appreciate that joke. I'm trying to think Damn what it, Pete would Matt. say. Pete would try to be Pete is right Pete now thinking laugh. of like a segue and he doesn't know why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anywho, so moving on, that's my impression. <laughs> so Sarah, um any, any other thoughts? Uh any other entertainment news that we'd love to get to? Oh yeah, there was Star Wars. So I saw an IMDB today that it's already made a hundred and twenty million within the first day of being released, which is surprising but not really surprising. I know I contradicted myself, but I do that all the time. Because the pre-sales for the tickets wasn't that already projected to be $100 million. So really, yesterday, it just made an additional $20 million from people who didn't pre-purchase their tickets. That's because everyone pre-books there, so they're not going to be buying extra tickets while they're going there. <laughs> like, yesterday was the day that everyone that pre-booked went I under something. Yes, but... I thought that the the sales from the pre-booked ticket sales were a hundred million. So yeah, it probably the was. Movie... So so the twenty million extra is just the people that didn't pre-book. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. So, right. So I don't get why you think it's so crazy, but I I feel like next week, you know, the 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 budget or not the budget, but the sales should go way up because 
that's probably when the people that didn't pre-book are actually going to go see the movie. I guess that makes sense. I mean, like, what... Like, you're not going to be decreasing the amount of screens you're going to dedicate for Star Wars, you know, as the weeks go on. You're going to keep the same amount, like, forever, essentially. <laughs> Do you guys like that you could that people pre-booked tickets, like, months in advance? I don't mind it. I mean, especially for, like, a big, like, movie release. Like, I think... Only certain movies will, like, benefit from that. You know what I'm saying? But do you think only certain movies will actually do that? Because I feel like now they're going to start doing that for every movie. Like, pre-book your tickets for Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road trip. <laughs> you know, like, today it's coming out. I think even the producers of that movie were like, that's a little much. That's, <laughs> that's okay. We the don't producers need of the that. movie were like, nah, we'll wait in the Star Wars line just to get those tickets. I think, like... I. I understand the appeal because it also gives the um, the uh, multiplex like an idea of how many screens they need to like provide. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we mm, gonna, you know, like are we gonna cut this movie that's been out for like a month and a half because we need to make room for three more screens for this show? So for like a big like event like this, or probably like for well, I mean, 2016 is gonna be a big year for movies. Do you think they're gonna pre-book for all those movies? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's what that's I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, if, if people are just going to start taking it up. Like, I I would expect the big movies to, but I wonder if, like, the smaller movies are going to start doing that as well. Like, Batman v Superman, I th- I'm pretty sure, like, they're going to do the pre-booking thing. Maybe not months in advance, but right. as much as Star Wars, but they're definitely going to do something like that. Well, oh, well. I didn't mind it. Yeah. It's like, my, my theater did a thing where you where they sold tickets in advance for like half the theater and then the other half you could you could like were for the people that came that night also so, like they had like assigned seating too yeah oh, yeah all, all the okay. theaters here have assigned seating oh yeah that, i think we we talked about this a couple weeks ago i think with rose too but um about that and yeah like i don't know i i, I like the idea of that but at the same time like standing in line is like for a for a seat like getting there first is kind of like fun still for a lot of folks especially when it's like yeah. related like star wars or like you know those those big like midnight premiere like parties you know yeah well, i definitely remember standing in line for episode three and that that was a lot of fun yeah definitely definitely well um yeah as you see we're just we're just always circling back to star wars <laughs> so just right. even more reason to go see it and thank you Everett, for like holding back the the, the spoiler flood i'm i'm sure you're doing you're sure you're doing that right now oh no i, I seriously just wrote a, a 3800 word review on it for my personal blog so i've gotten it all out <laughs> oh great yeah well um do you, are you did you post that already uh i'm going to post it tomorrow i got to add pictures and oh, okay. go over it well, it sounds like fun, man. Um, yeah, I guess the kind of does that does that do it, Sarah, for entertainment? Yeah. Or whatever? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So that does it for the entertainment. <laughs> it's making sound effects. Although I guess Sarah should have done this because she was the one hey! that did it. Oh, they, jerk! You you can finish it if you want. No, no, no. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. That should be the end of that section. Meh. Whatever. Uh, so moving on to the to. The super fun part of the show is TV talk that all y'all tune in for, I'm sure. This riveting hashtag real talk. Um, we're going to start off with Supergirl. Um, Pete billed this as like a mid-season finale. 
I, I looked it up and I'm like, they're just going to take the next week off, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I gotta watch this now. There's going to have this giant review or like reveal. And like, I got to ask all these super cool questions. And it's like, oh yeah, my other family member is here to attack. So first let me gauge the room. How on board, I should say, are we with Supergirl? Well, first I want to say, I I heard you last week, Matt, when you said Cat Grant was looking hot. Totally agree with you. She's smoking, dude. But sadly for us, she's more interested in Idris Elba. (laughs) But sadly for her, Idris Elba's not interested in her. (laughs) And I love how she, like, said him by name. It really grounds the show in reality, which makes it funny. I know, but, like, that made me think, so, is Idris Elba playing Heimdall in Thor in that universe? Like, oh, did the right. DC super- about that, yeah. <laughs> so, do the DC superheroes go and watch Thor, like, for, for their, like, meantime? Can you imagine, like, uh, Clark Kent and, Lo- and Lois is, like, sitting in line for, like, the Avengers? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. They're like, these superheroes suck. <laughs> He's just, like, crossing his arms. He's like, I can't believe Lois dragged me to watch this droll. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I I didn't feel like it didn't feel like a mid season finale. It just like I was even surprised that it came on this week. If, if yeah, that's like, what I you were asking, I don't think it was like I think it was like hyped up just by being for me like as a mid season finale. But I don't they they didn't make it like I was watching like you know like like I watch other CBS shows and I, it wasn't really like drummed up as like a big reveal or this is like a a new crux in the show or something like that. Something huge is going to happen, plot-related. It was just like, oh, yeah, Super Bowl. And then back in January 4th. So right, and it, it ends in a cliffhanger, which, like, it wasn't that exciting of a cliffhanger. It was just, like, another Kryptonian baddie, but that wasn't really... Like, what, what cliffhanger were you talking about? Like, they fly at each other, and then they, like, fly up into the air, and then the Supergirl symbol pops up on the screen. It's like... We'll finish this fight in January. Yeah, that, like, didn't they also do that in like the pilot or something? Oh, not the pilot, but another episode where they did like a two-parter fight scene. I don't know, I forgot. I don't but remember. yeah, it wasn't really. Yeah, I guess the the biggest reveal though, and I wanted to get into this right away was um, uh, Cat Grant finally connected the gigantic dots <laughs> and asked uh, the most <laughs> obvious question that any normal human being would ask. Uh, uh, Kara in cat situation of can you take off your glasses please because <laughs> I've seen what Supergirl looks like and she looks right. exactly like you without glasses um, do you think it was too soon for a reveal um, or do you think it should have never been revealed at all does it speak volumes about Kat's character how do you guys feel about that that um, decision to have Kat connect the dots paging Sarah <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to jump in. Sorry. I've been talking this whole time. I know. I've been, like, Trust me. I've been listening. He, he, like, asks specific people. He shines right. a spotlight on people. He does. Yeah. So let me Sarah, try again. what did you think? Yeah, there you go. That's a very good Pete impression. <laughs> Shout out, cool. Everett. Um, so what was the question again? Oh, my God. <laughs> question number one, Sarah. Did you watch this? <laughs> I did. I did. Um. I was, yeah, I. It was if, uh, do, do, you like liked... cat... <laughs> do you like how cat? Do you like how cat connected yeah. the dots? Yeah. Right, right. I, I do. I appreciate that because, of course, it took a little too long, but it wasn't a 
a part of the show that I felt was false because this show is doing its best to emulate like Superman TV shows and the comics, even though it's Supergirl. And that's really why I haven't really gotten on the hype train as you put it in the rundown for this show, because I think that female superheroes should be separated from male counterparts to really define themselves as with their own identities and be able to tell their own stories. And so that it's not hunkered down by a male character's baggage, which I find a lot with Supergirl. That being said, in terms of Kat Graham, this is my favorite episode of her. I, throughout these episodes, I really liked how they've changed her character. There's the layers there. She, she's a strong woman, and yet you see vulnerability, especially in this episode, because she talks about her son. Which, by the way, what are Wynn and James, like, hypothesizing that he, she has a 24-year-old on the side, like a boy for rent? That was ridiculous. You knew right <laughs> from the get-go that it was the son. Jesus, right. aren't you journalists or something? I, I don't know. I really felt that was false. But I well, they did... have to degrade her because she's a woman so that she can come back and, and tell them the truth. And it right. makes them feel like assholes. It right. felt like, you guys are such boys for thinking that way. Like, even Carol's right. like, the boys thought that. But I right. would never because I am a woman just like you. And I would, <laughs> I would never think that. Um... And something about Supergirl that I hope Melissa Benoist is a really good actress. And in that scene where she breaks down to the hologram of her mother, I got chills during that scene, even though at the end of it, why the heck wasn't she actually, why didn't they put tears on her face or why were there no tears? I don't understand that. And she was crying and there were no tears. So that kind of instantly disintegrated by her laser eyes. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> That's maybe. Right. I said just... Kryptonian, Kry- Kryptonian tear ducts are tear proof. Wait, wait, what? Sorry, say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it's every the, joke. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let that that silence linger just just to make it even worse. No, I said Kryptonian tear ducts are tear proof instead of bulletproof. But yeah, well, but well, it, it went over real well. It came again, this time. <laughs> a, again, we need Pete here to laugh at my lame jokes because, yeah. That, so that's Everett, job. let me uh, ask you this then. Um, <laughs> that's my Pete impression right there again. Um, <laughs> this. Uh, anyway, Kat, oh, I, mean, Kat, yeah, I was going to say, Cat Grant is the best character on the show. Easily, yeah. the, I feel like the most fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah, she's the best. Um, and... Um, do you think we're going to see her son at any point, or is this kind of it was just like a plot device just to further her oh. character development? We're going to see her son. Her son's I probably going to turn out to be something. Her son's going to turn out to be ring like a bell, so. Right, but I... as we've seen in Arrow, they can in Arrow and Flash they can change the names of certain characters to try and trick us. But right, yeah. Sarah, did you want to add something? No, well, all I wanted to add was I could have sworn that they did release casting news like within the last month of where Melissa Benno is either her fiance or husband. I don't know if they got married yet. He's been cast for the show. 
and he would be in that age range and he's going to play a possible love interest so we see him wait another mm-hmm. love interest yes i know <laughs> which brings me to my next point excellent oh, I don't segue wanna... no um let's talk about love triangles uh, let's talk about jimmy and win i mean i know that uh, uh kara had to fight her aunt and she shot lasers into a hologram version of her mom. But the biggest cat fight this episode, I think, was between Wynn and Jimmy. <laughs> just taking jabs at each other. Mostly Wynn at Jimmy's abs. But, um, yeah. Do you think, like, super quick, because it's easily one of the worst, like, love triangles. But it's the most effective. Uh, because it's the super beefy, handsome guy versus um, a shy, uh, unassuming tech nerd. Um, do you think, uh, they're going to keep going with the triangle? Do you think Jimmy's really backing off? Anyone want to grab that question? I need to drop it. Like, Wynn is so far in the friend zone that I can't even imagine them being together. And there's no, like, I don't see the chemistry between Jimmy and Kara. I don't, know. Yeah. I, like, I don't see the chemistry between either of them, and I feel like they need to introduce a new love interest so that so that they can just drop the other two. Like, uh, I like, I like, uh, when kind of as white Cisco, but I don't, kind of I don't, white Cisco, yeah, yeah, I guess Glee calls him white Cisco and I kind of picked that up from him, but, uh, I, I think he should just stick to that role. Like we don't need another, like the tech person with the main hero, like we have an arrow because arrows already doing that. And like, it's you're not... uh, more believable too. <laughs> Right. Well, they spent two years building that up and not throwing it in your face right from the beginning. It wasn't written to be interpreted that way. It was just found in the subtext of those episodes if you rewatch it. It came up natural. Right. So this, the dialogue in these scenes are clearly directed towards the viewer saying... This is how you're supposed to feel about these characters. You want them to get together. You want to feel bad for this character. That is so annoying. And it's called overwriting and being heavy-handed with the dialogue. And it's not interesting. It's filled with cliché. I think it's interesting, Matt, when you were proposing this question, you said it's highly effective because you're pairing, contrasting the like beefy model type with the geeky nerd we've seen it before not just in this genre but all over the place so it's not interesting and and engaging i think for most folks it's it is just because it's simple and we and we have seen it before and people are gonna be you know but that's speaking i don't know yeah good sorry no i mean i i get your point with that because there are fans of either pairing especially Jimmy and Kara. But for me, from my perspective, it's nothing that is going to make me really believe the stakes in the show or invest my time outside of Pete telling me, Sarah, we're covering the show. <laughs> so. <laughs> like, okay, so we're not talking about Supergirl anymore. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I like, though, that we talk about it because... It, it would be kind of bad not to cover the a show that features a female superhero when we cover shows that feature male superheroes. So I, I like the fact that we've incorporated into the the TV talk. But that being said, it's not my favorite show. 
that and it could be in a year it has a lot of work to do i think this show in particular is going through some growing pains and these characters need to get fleshed out more and so potentially like talk to me in a season or two and i may be raving about it but right now there's nothing that i haven't seen before right uh, yeah. yep the only reason I'm watching them is if there's the smallest chance that Supergirl's going to cross into the CW universe. Not going like, Just holding out for that. They, hey, they said if it gets renewed for another season that there might be. So I'm kind of holding out. I don't really enjoy the show. The, the Martian Manhunter uh, reveal was kind of cool, but we've seen that in Smallville. And they... They haven't really done anything with him. They, you know, did a little bit within this episode, but it was just I'm another human. glowy eyes thing, yeah. right? You but can I, say I'm inhuman. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> can we talk about her aunt's evil plan this episode? Oh. Like, yes, like, yes, please. Her evil plan was to get her ass kicked, get put in jail, so that she can like upset Kara into. What killing her or like be I I don't really get I guess yeah be it be a, attacking a whole different building it'd be a distraction for something that happens like a whole day after she gets kidnapped and then apparently there's like some bad blood between Kara and her uncle which I don't I don't really I don't Everett, do you think or ever end that do you guys think potentially that the aunt is Kara's real mother, biological mother. I didn't think I about that. Maybe face palms so hard. If that was <laughs> that, that would, Sarah, I'm gonna say it. That would be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best dumb thing on television, and it might just keep me watching the show because I'm like, okay, where are they going with this one? <laughs> right. I'd be like, are you freaking serious? This is so stupid. It'd be like, so convenient. I mean, they're all the same character. And like, the hologram like, plays three characters essentially. Yeah. The hologram's like, I'm actually, your mom actually had triplets. <laughs> or, had, or had a third sister that looked exactly like her. It's like, oh my god. Here's, okay, how about this question? Is Kara too strong at this point? Because we know these are her abilities and everything, but is she too strong where you just, the stakes aren't there? So you're you're not really getting that excitement when she goes in the battle because she's fully fleshed out with all of her abilities. Well, she doesn't have all of her abilities because she doesn't run at super speeds whenever she should. Okay. Like she like I think she flies at fast speeds, but she, like Smallville, we got ten whole seasons of Clark just running like the Flash at super speeds, but Kari hasn't done it once this whole season. Okay. She had a golden opportunity to plant that bug. I don't know why Jimmy had to do it. (laughs) Right, yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, she could have zipped in there, planted it, and zipped out Mm. without anyone really even seeing her. Like, it might have been, like, a blur. Instead, she ran, like, four buildings over. (laughs) Yeah. And then, what was that? Why? (laughs) Right, they did, like, that long (laughs) zoom in of, of her view. I'm like, wait, is she, like... Isn't that guy in the same building as her? Couldn't she have stood, like, a floor below him or, like, in the elevator? Aren't there buildings, like, you know, across the street? I mean, there's a skyscraper right there, so why? And so that made me think, like, why are they really stressing what she's capable of? And 
if it's if maybe that's the reason why the ending fight scene was really lame because it's just like oh they're all superhero. That being said, that guy who could split in half. That was pretty and, cool. Not yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to see that again. That was awesome. Right. Yeah, that was cool because you're like, oh, wait, so they're not just all boring Kryptonian right. people. Right. Exactly. So, oh, my God. Like Everett. Clones, yeah. I swear, yeah. you, like, read my mind. That's I exactly did. what I was That's exactly what you were saying. See? I, I knew you were going to say it. But, <laughs> but, but my favorite... Just going back to kind of your question, Sarah, my favorite episode this season was the episode, I think the Red Tornado episode, where Kara right. was having anger issues. That's right. like that's like the defining thing about Supergirl is that she has rage issues, and whenever she like hulks out and just goes crazy, she's actually stronger than Superman. Oh, that's cool. And I I hate that they kind of resolved her rage issues in one episode because I think that would be way more interesting if they kind of played that out throughout the whole season where she would kind of lose her temper and, you know, like trash a building, which they totally did this episode. Mm-hmm. They totally went through a building. And, and she she saved the people from getting crushed by the one piece of concrete that that perfectly came out of the other side of the building, but... I, I kind of flash back to uh, Man of Steel whenever they were going through the going through like trashing all the skyscrapers. Yeah, I was like, are you gonna fight like in the city? Shouldn't be like, let's go fight over there where I can't hurt anybody. Um, <laughs> I'm here to protect this city, and I knew exactly what happened uh, with Metropolis. Or actually, wait, that didn't happen because it's movie universe different. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that <laughs> also she like blew up someone's car like instead of just <laughs> catching it because you know she can catch a building but not a car. Um, so <laughs> you kind of tell she can only catch a slow moving car like Jessica exactly. Jones. Oh yeah. <laughs> so do you think so? There's it sounds like there's there's some little tidbits and there's um like like you said, Sarah. There's there's a lot to work uh, work on, but I mean the show's got legs. I mean it has some cool characters um like the the new baddies with different powers. Um, I like um Martian Manhunter. I think it's gonna be kind of cool how they integrate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most interesting, I, I want to say this. I don't know if you ever spoke on her. Is I like Alex, her sister, the most. Yeah, I think I she's like... a really fun character and a, another like um, kind of uh, teacher for 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 Kara. Yeah, I Kara I... can I... totally kick her ass now. Sarah, you gonna say like what? Like whenever <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say like like it goes back to what Sarah was asking. Like Kara beat her sister in a sparring match this episode and it's like that happened fast so why was Kara like decked out in her supergirl gear during that sparring match but i mean i guess they were at the facility and so that's why she has to that's part of the facade of being supergirl she has to wear the cape all the time she doesn't something. have any like training clothes, no sparring yeah. clothes. Yeah, it was just weird to Warm-ups, me. Like, you know, like you got dressed up outfit. for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but spring, I spring in action. I, I completely I agree with you, Matt. One of the strengths of the show is the sister relationship, especially because they have yet, and I'm saying yet because potentially they could, depending on how long the show goes, throw a guy in the mix um, and have them be jealous about of one another because of a guy because that's often what they do in shows when they have two strong females they have them fight over a guy so 
What if they? What if they just make that win? Alex starts to like win, and then then Kara starts to like win because Alex likes win, and it's just some ugh, terrible. Yeah, terrible. Enough said. <laughs> terrible. That by the way, that, that, no, by the way, I was gonna say Maxwell Lord's gun that he shot at that Kryptonian that made him burn his own eyes out. That uh-huh. was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's been developing weapons this whole time. Oh, wait, it was just that one thing. Never mind. He, he's, <laughs> he's also an interesting character that's sort of on the slow build this season, and he pops up every now and then, and and then they save him for other episodes. So I'm curious to see where his um, character goes. Expect so. Um, so we got a, you know, we're nine episodes into the show. Um, I didn't look how many episodes are going to be total this season because I'm not Pete. Um, <laughs> there's only one more. What do you, what? No, there's 20. Oh, 20 and you said sorry. that there was, <laughs> wow. There's one more episode. <laughs> no, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. So I was like, one? There's one episode what? left? That's it's one episode. more episode. It's the episode where Kara beats up her uncle and then makes out with Wynn the end. <laughs> yeah, I would, and then uh, Kat's like, good job, I'm your new mom, I'm going to adopt you, or whatever. <laughs> Although, I, yeah, yeah, I have an adoptive mother. <laughs> yeah, you can get get with my son, and that's how that's how the love triangle ends. <laughs> Who's also conveniently your real life uh, what, uh, husband yeah, or something, saying, fiance. Uh, I think. Right, who's got like a six-pack abs. Better than Jimmy's, <laughs> ever. <laughs> so ugly, what? I didn't hear that. What's up? What did we say, Sarah? He was also on Glee. That's how they met. Anyways. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Um, so it, it, it sounds like we, there's some tidbits that we like, some we don't. What are we expecting from the, the next uh, part of, of, of the season, the rest of the season? Are we on board still, even though Pete might not ask us to watch it? I think I'm going to begrudgingly watch it. I mean, the next episode's called Blood Bonds. It's obviously... You're going to, like, hate watch it? <laughs> Oh, it's just like, like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I want to watch it because it's Supergirl and she's supposed to be cool, but I don't know. I mean, the show has that. That's exactly how I feel. Like, like, but but you have to remember, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the first season was so bad the first half. That's so true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I, it took me a long time to get through those first 12 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then it got much better, but this, Supergirl doesn't have, you know, the Avengers or, uh, you know, the Captain America film to to change its story on a dime. So, I don't know. I, I kind of think all the bad guys coming from, like, some, like, weird interdimensional prison doesn't give them a good enough, like, motivation to be interesting. Like yeah, they can. Thinking, yeah, like those Phantom Zone seasons <laughs> on Smallville were very boring too. At least I didn't enjoy them as I, much. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Kara, by the way, in Smallville was was way better than this girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was just pretty much showing up Clark the entire time. He's like, you yeah, fly at what's you, you fucking idiot? What is it? <laughs> she, she showed Clark how to fucking do it. I liked it. So, yeah. those are thoughts on Supergirl. What do you guys think? Um, do this show have any legs on it do you like what you've seen so far do you completely disagree with us and hate our guts and are now never gonna want uh, listen to this show ever again let us know if you want um because we'd love to hear from you guys uh we're gonna move on to our power rankings 
for uh, Arrow and the Flash, but we're going to start with the Flash. You guys have your notes ready? We're going to uh, list, give our list first, and then uh, we're going to back them up. And um, if uh, if uh, fists fly, then then so be it. I'll let them, I'll let them play. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Ever, we'll start with you for uh, the Flash. So... Number one on my list is is pretty obvious. Are, are we starting with best or worst? Uh, we'll start first. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, we'll we'll you start, start with um, the worst episode. Worst to best, yeah, that sounds funny. on our list. Yeah, worst to best sounds. Hello. Fun. Yes, worst to best sounds fun. Sorry, did I meet my mic in reverse? Yeah, that's <laughs> probably what happened. <laughs> you can edit that out. Uh, uh, for my worst episode, I actually put in, uh, the the uh, premiere episode one of season two and i kind of i remember thinking that i didn't feel like that episode was a premiere i felt like it was uh kind of a continuation of the finale of the first season which technically technically it is but it just it didn't feel like a premiere to me and so i think i gave it a pretty low a, a low score for that and i also thought the cgi on adam smasher was terrible so yeah that's pretty much it uh, Sarah, worst episode in Flash? I or thought we like were giving our list, like, just go... Oh, Are, yeah, are we going to do, like, a roundtable? That may take a while, guys. Yeah, There's nine yeah. episodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you want to read out the rest? Let's yeah. just, we could just go through our, our least favorite and our favorite, right? Because, okay. I mean, just, just listing them out's not going to... You know, I could say, you know, number one, and then number nine, then number seven, then number four. Like, I've got my list here. I get it, Everett. You have a list. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know. I mean, I, I get that's the point of power ranking, but if we're not going to say why that's the rank, then I don't know. No, I thought we can, like, give our list and then open to discussion why we did it the way we did. This totally sounds like something we should have done during the pre-show. No, what are you talking about? We do this live. Have you ever been listened to Scene and Nerd? My goodness. Jeez. You know, okay, I would argue, hmm, I, I see your point I've read about episode one, but episode two is really forgettable for me. Like, I'm looking at all the episodes, and I'm like, oh yeah, Flash of Two Worlds, that happened. Don't yeah. really remember that much about it besides the clear forced nature to have both Jay Garrick and Barry Allen running to save Patty at the same time to mimic that cover of the comic book from way back when. So, I mean, right. outside of that, it gets lost. So, I could, I think for me, that would be the worst episode this season because I really don't remember that much of it. How about we do this, right? So, I'm going to no. take, <laughs> take over the show. Okay. So, Matt, let's go through each sure. episode. We'll tell, we'll say what we ranked that episode, and then we can talk about that episode, and we'll move on. God, that so, is so the opposite of what I wanted to. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. Let's do it. Okay. So, whatever, so I ranked. Uh, whatever I ranked you guys want. Whatever you want. This is my first hosting job. Whatever you guys want. Whatever you guys want. Okay, just love me. <laughs> guys. No, no, that, that's that's um that's much smarter because we can I talk love about you, each. Matt. See, we we talk about each each episode, right? And then right. see your casting thoughts. That's fine. So, You're still my favorite, Matt. Don't lie to my digital face, there, friend. <laughs> you look like you look like the penguin, so you are my favorite. Let's go, guys. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, come so on. um, so, so the pilot I, I ranked last. 
I ranked it second to last <laughs> for the same reason that you did, Everett, only that the uh, Atom Smasher was so terrible it was awesome, and that it was uh, Edge from WWE. Um, uh, he's a oh, pro right. wrestler. Uh, so that's the only reason why he wasn't last. Um, Sarah, what did you rank uh, that one? Like last? I already said Flash of no, Two no, no, Worlds. No. I thought we were going by each episode. Oh, yeah, what did, where did you rank the the that's so uh, or the confusing? Um, what? That's really confusing. No, it is. Um, I I guess it's like three of like worst. To me, I I liked it because. Yes, it was a continuation of what happened during the season one finale, but the season one finale left you with a cliffhanger. So they had to resolve that. And I liked how they did it with the twist on the narrative, because we haven't really seen the dream sequence used before, and that's what they did in the episode. I liked Barry in that episode, even though he was really depressed and dealing with all these issues and about not being the man who everybody thinks he is, and you're still seeing that. So I I don't think it's the worst episode. I do agree. Adam Smasher did not leave a lasting mark. But Barry was so emo, though. (laughs) I like emo Barry. I'm sorry. (laughs) God, he's the worst. Save for like enters the episode after he got uh, wrecked by Zoom, you know what I'm saying? Well, they they still have it. It was just... We'll get to enter Zoom, I'm sure. It was seen twice, that's why I was kind of confused by it. I'm not confused, but I was sad by it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that was number seven on Sarah's power ranking, by the way, not three to last. Oh my god. I'm just... Say what it is, and you're gonna interpret where it is. Correct your own list, by the way, Fred. Yeah, uh, we're gonna move on to episode two. You obviously haven't listened to us, Matt. God, do that all the time, sir. Matt is our biggest fan, Everett. I'm pretending not to be. I'm wearing my Everett and Sarah Belmont Forever shirt, by the way. Not that you're. Oh, shoot, I'm not shipping you guys. Oh, whatever. Let's move on. Episode two. The uh, Flash of Two Worlds, what do you think about that one? I ranked that, um, I totally did not do this five minutes ago, I ranked this uh, fourth, dead center, so to speak. Boom, um, number four on my list as well. Oh man, wavelength. I didn't dislike it, I understand what you're saying, Sarah, and it introduced someone who was probably the most boring character in the most exciting show <laughs> on television, and that was Jay Garrick. But man, <laughs> that outfit was super sweet. Um, I'll have to give it that. And, um, this was also, was it the first introduction to Patty too? Was that no, two? that was episode two. It, it was episode two. Oh, and we're talking That's about. That's what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yes, it's, it is the Patty episode, which, yeah. which is pretty much the only reason it's as high as it is for me. Hashtag team spivot. Gassicles, if you're listening. No, it's, we gotta, we have to start the hashtag Patty Bear. Oh, Patty Bear is so good. It's so much better. It's so cute. It's not Teams Pivot, as a lot of people like to text me and say, why are you talking about pivoting? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) The Pivot Teams. (laughs) I think, Sarah, did you, like, somebody sent me a gif of uh, the uh, um, the scene from Friends. Pivot. 
That is exactly but, what just ran through my mind as you were talking about it. I'm but, like, I need to send him that gif. <laughs> one of my friends read that and it just was like laughing so hard when you sent me that. That was so good. By um, the way, no shit. On my review for this episode, I totally misspelled or did a type on Patty Spivin. This is Patty Pivot. <laughs> Oh, I just I just realized that I'm gonna change it right now. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So Sarah, that was last on your list um, mm-hmm. because it just it didn't have a it's not what a, it's not a memorable episode for you, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere, and you said that was fourth. Um, is that also the reason why? Because Ms. Ms. Yeah. Pivot was in it. Ms. <laughs> <laughs> Pivot was in it. Sarah, so you <laughs> love Jay Garrick, though. What? Oh, I just don't get that. So episode three, Family of Rogues. <laughs> Come on, you love Jay Garrett. He's like the best, in your opinion. He's the best. He's number he just, one on your list. You know, he he's so great. He just needs to be interesting every now and then. That's all I ask. Oh. Yeah. So he can be cool, but they just make him not. It's like it's like they run out of scenes for him at the end of the day. You know. Like, well, oh, it would good be shows are cutting floor. Got a great idea. Let's put Jay Garrick in the show, but not give him any powers and make him not show up. Right? Like, how lame is that? Right. If he's like slower, that's kind of cool. But Which makes you suspicious all? that he's Zoom, right? Well, like, well, no, that's dumb. <laughs> that is. <laughs> but I'm waiting for Matt to say something because he's. Just... <laughs> Okay, so what happened was, and I'm not kidding, um, I was laughing so hard I slapped my laptop and it hit my headphones off my head, so um, <laughs> I did not hear what Sarah said. <laughs> this is the Giggling Podcast, brought to you by the GWW. So, episode three, Family of Rogues. Yeah, uh, this one ranked super high on my list. Uh, I think everybody knows Captain Cold's like my bro, and Golden Glider's like my bae, that's just how it works. Sorry, uh, Spivit, but that's how it works. Uh, I put it at number two just because um, I thought it was super fun, especially how Cisco um, got involved. It was very Cisco centric, I guess you can say. Um, and also kind of set up uh, Captain Cold for Legends of Tomorrow and how he's kind of like this reluctant hero. Um, how he, you know, he he doesn't just want to steal crap. He like has strong feelings, um, and uh, he likes to not have his sister be tormented by their dad which is um which is cool and it had the best scene um with with him oh shoot i'm blanking on the name uh wentworth mill what's his name again you know, wentworth miller yeah uh <laughs> his greatest achievement in acting is when barry runs to the building to confront him um he says uh <laughs> he, he calls out his name which i'm blanking on too and he's like and then uh, one remember goes Barry, but he lifts his shoulders and he gives a scowl at the same time, which makes no sense. But it was hilarious at the same time. So, um, yeah, that's why it was yeah. ranked pretty high. Yeah, we're we're still on the same wavelength. Uh, we're we're on the same uh, oh, Kinder Kinder something. <laughs> kinder Tinder. <laughs> kinder spirits, because I, I ranked it as number two as well. Uh, not only do you have Michael Ironside as Snart's dad, which was just awesome casting. Ironside plays the best villain. Uh, I think it's Wentworth Miller's best acting to date. And you got Peyton List with the Golden Glider Cisco romance, which is way better than the Cisco Hawkgirl romance. Oh my god, yes, so much, so much better. 
And the, the, the dumbest part of this whole episode is Iris going after, going up to like the, going up inside the building to follow a lead. And then she ends up like getting shot at by like a bunch of bad guys. Sequence, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's so dumb. And then I don't know; it was just dumb. Like it didn't make any like. Uh, what what did that set up? Like her getting a gun, right? Essentially. Eventually, okay. yeah, but like she she had to shoot, or or what was it? Like she had to do something to break a window, so that she could jump out, and then Barry oh. caught her. And I'm like, why didn't Barry just run in and grab her or take out the guys? Why did she have to jump out the window to? <laughs> you because, know, to, uh, to get production saved. money dump, I guess. I don't know. Right. <laughs> like as if but, uh, uh, the shark man did not do enough. Right. But, but the the episode ended huh. with Harry showing up through the portal, which I think was pretty exciting. Oh yeah, I forgot that was yeah that was the reveal coming through the portal. Yeah, that was fun. Sarah, would you like to check paging it? Sarah? <laughs> um. What? Mm, I'll that, put it like. No, no, I fell asleep. Um, five, five, six. Oh so God. it was like on the lower <laughs> tier. I didn't. So I'm finding that when I went to write my list, I kind of gave up because I'm like two episodes and the rest. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> For both shows. So now we know, know never to do a power ranking list. We can do a best and worst there. there. And the irony of it is I'm the one who told you to do the power rankings. I know. That's why I'm so disappointed in everything. See? This is why I don't let Sarah run the other podcast. She does do an excellent intro, though. It's always good. No, this is a crossover episode for your guys' shows. That's essentially what it is. <laughs> Um, so all right, so episode four, Fury of Firestorm. Um, I put that as dead last, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I I super didn't enjoy it. It was like a side quest for the the crew, as far as I know. Um, the only awesome thing was uh, Doctor Stein was in it like the entire time, and I thoroughly mm-hmm. in, enjoy his character. But um, I don't know. I I just. I guess maybe I'm I'm not really into the Firestorm character or something. He was cool at first, but I'm like, okay, if he's not going to be on the show, we know it's going to be on Legends tomorrow. Why are we dedicating a whole episode to it? And it's a new Firestorm, too, and one episode isn't enough to really set up any character without making it feel less than what it should feel like. Like, you should really grow attached to these and want to see them more. But with Firestorm, or at least making a new Firestorm, they to sum it up in one episode just felt very contrite and just very simple and like oh okay now he's gonna go over to legends of tomorrow that's great but i don't care about when he's on legends of tomorrow because we saw him from one episode he he felt like a day player but you know he's gonna be on this other show but you don't have any interest to see him on the other show that being said when we talk arrow sometimes the writers they write those um, setups a bit too long and really stretch them for all that they're worth. So I, I see both sides of the coin with it. Yeah, and then that also kind of brings, I just thought this right now, like maybe they do that because they want the second half of the show. Like they're like, okay, 
uh, Arrow and Flash, a lot of like lead up to Legend of Tomorrow. Great, we can use that to our advantage because the second half of the season is like going to be really like fast paced and really like tight. You know what I'm saying? There's there, there's no room for like fluff things. I don't know. Maybe they only wrote so much. I don't know. No, I I agree with you, Matt, because and and I think that's looking back at especially Arrow season three. I know not a lot of people like Arrow season three. But <clears throat> I felt like the second half of that, of that season was a lot more tighter and there was a lot more action and clear story arcs while the first half was clear setup and just progression of like, we know Laurel's going to become Black Canary. Why do we have to wait like 11 episodes for that? We, kn- we- Oliver's going to face Roz. So we're stretching it out until the ninth episode and just... The whole mystery of who killed Sarah Lance, like, that and the fact that they announced Legends of Tomorrow while that was going on, that was stupid. Because why do I care that these characters are mourning a loss that I know by the end of the season, or by, like, sooner or later, they're going to get her back. So it diminishes that return, that emotional investment you should have in these storylines. And at this point, if you're like watching the show, it's like you know, Legend of Tomorrow exists. Like you, right? You, like there's there's too much like buzz about it that it's it's unavoid. It's not a what's correct grammar. It's unavoidable. There you um, go. You know, I think that's what that's the right word. High five. Um, <laughs> I'm hitting my. Yeah. Uh, yes. I I ranked episode four at three from the bottom, and <laughs> I I feel like this episode was just written uh, because Robbie Amell quit. To, yeah. to go to the X-Files. That's all it was. Oh, he straight up quit? I thought they wrote him off for a reason. Oh, no. No, he. I think he was just going to the X-Files, so they were just like, well, we'll just have to move to the next Firestorm, because there's been a few of them. But that said, though, I, I like Jefferson Jackson's character, mm-hmm. though. He's really cool. Oh, I yeah. like his backstory a lot. And I think um, in a show for, like, um, like young adults, it's cool seeing, like, well, I mean, I guess he's is he supposed to be like an adult age or I, I, I feel like he's younger than most of the cast. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I think he's saw him in high school, but either way. Yeah. I, I think he makes a much better firestorm, but like Sarah said, he just like, he becomes firestorm and then leaves. And it's just like, I, I honestly forgot about him until mm-hmm. we start talking about this episode. He's like later nerds flame on. <laughs> <boom>. <laughs> right. Because all of the promo material that we've seen for legends of tomorrow shows Martin Stein and not him. At least that I've seen. I'm sure seen that... that no. But it's like they okay. didn't cast them or something yet. I don't know. But um, cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, episode five: The Darkness and the Light. This one with Doctor Light. Um, I put that <laughs> third from last because yeah. I kind of forgot yeah. what it was about, and maybe that tells a lot about it. It's in the can't, title, Matt. <laughs> can't believe that you ranked the solo when it's got the cutest. Wait, wait, wait! Is this pet, the date one? Pet, Hashtag yeah. Patty Bear date. Oh blind shoot! Date. Instantly, it's going. It's it's climbing over everything as we speak. Cause yeah, that date scene was adorable. I was wondering yeah. where that scene was. That being said, the rest of this episode is trash. But that date scene made it made the whole episode for me. So good. The flash of two were. Uh, no, shoot, Colin, was it? Yeah, the flash of two were, is is pulling uh, the darkness and the light episode up my ranks right now. Just they're on right. even keel right now. This is at number five, right in the middle for me. So. That's purely because of the date. That 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 date scene alone is number five. The rest of the episodes, the f bomb. Can we talk about them? Like 
serious like on camera chemistry between those two folks. It's almost like you're kind of sad she's not Iris West. No, I'm not. You're not. I, sad. I'm on. I'm on Team Agascles. I think Iris just needs to die. Oh shoot! Why? Tired. <laughs> No, no, but seriously, why? No, I, she's in the I, grave. I don't actually. I think Iris is actually Zoom, uh, as you've heard in long <laughs> Oh my era. god! <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> but uh, I think I don't know. This, this is the episode where Iris gets the gun and she has a hell of a shot and knocks Doctor Light's like face mask on without making the bullet Looks go like through she's her a real head. Dead eye. I mean, I know she trained with Joe, but I didn't know that much. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I, I don't mind Iris. I, I just think they're, they're risking putting her into Laurel territory. If like you don't really know what to do with her, but she has to be around. Oh. Right, like, I, I enjoy the episodes where she's an actual detective. And I feel like, or not detective, but reporter. And I, I feel like this episode, she was kind of a reporter, but they didn't show a whole lot of her. It's just like the whole precinct or news place scene where dr light attacks them but i don't know the, this episode had the really cool earth 2 scene where jay garrett confronts harrison wells in front of the media sarah did you want to <laughs> did you not know where to put this one too no um ever what are my power rankings so far i lost track Oh my god. Do you, wait, hold on. Do you really not have it in front of you? <laughs> no. Like, it's like, oh it's like Sarah thinks I'm sitting right next to her looking at her numbers <laughs> so that I can point at them. I figured you were writing my numbers down to like criticize me if I like put the same episode twice as the same number. Do you really um, think I'm that diabolical? Yeah. You can kind of just say it's a compliment. whether it's higher or lower on the list. Oh, Sarah. Number. It's probably in the medium... Um, because this is the first time we see somebody from Earth 2 who Barry knows. So it was a twist on that device of Barry facing off against all of these villains that Zoom sends over from Earth 2. So that was a bit refreshing for the season. So I didn't mind it that much. I do agree it's, it is a forgettable episode, except for the Patty Date. Patty Berry date scene, which I'm not, I'm not shipping them. I see their chemistry. I just, when we're talking about Iris and how she's being used this season, I feel like they included Patty, which was very unnecessary. And a lot of the ways they use Patty in the plots, they could easily replace with Iris, have it not be a romantic thing yet. Have that build, have the slow burn, but she could easily be investigating these Earth Two metahumans, like Patty is, and present this information and feel like she has more of an active role within these episodes. They are using Iris this season as a setup for Wally West, which we did receive a huge payoff in the finale for that, but it just feels almost forgotten about and unfortunately her dad always overshadows her like she'll have a good episode and then you're like all focused on joe because her her episodes and her plot lines are so heavily tied to him and jesse l martin just kills it every episode not to say that candace isn't a great actress which she is it's just he tends to 
pull on my heartstrings a, a bit more. So I always remember him more and the part he played. And it feels that father-son dynamic he has with Barry always um, feels more natural and more um, immediate. So I'm still waiting to see the full Iris Barry romance that we're probably going to get next season. But yeah. God, you know what I just thought of? When we were t- we totally skipped over King Shark being in episode four. Oh shit! Oh. You're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> Two number ones, please. Right. Firestorm. There is no bottom. It's it it averages out to be in the middle. <laughs> I was reading my review while I wasn't listening to Sarah, and I I realized <laughs> I realized that it, I wrote something like I w- I was hoping for more King Shark, and I didn't get it, and I was like, wait. Was this the King Shark episode? But yeah, what you're saying, Sarah, like it, it I've been kind of like like I have the same kind of feelings about like uh, Iris's character. Like I guess they really wanted to make the Wally West thing like a kind of a bigger deal, so they involved two characters with it. So they needed somebody to kind of do the investigation stuff. I don't know, that's how I thought about it. But um, I, I super agree. I didn't realize that until you said now. Yeah, all of her storylines are really attached to her dad. And, um, like, they both have great scenes. And I I, I don't know what to do with Iris as a character if I was um, if I was a writer in the show. So... Make her I, I think no, they holy are... Holy shit, no way. <laughs> I think they are making the right choice in not having her front and center and not demanding that the B plots of these stories revolve around her and her trying to be her own hero and have her own adventures and try to force her on viewers, which they did with Arrow and Laurel. (laughs) There hasn't been an episode where it's like, Iris, you need to stop like shooting people for a story. You know, that's not what your dad would want. They, they haven't had an episode like that yet. But I yeah. think it's coming soon. We'll see what happens. Oh, so. let's hope not. Because I just see them, like, sitting down in the writer's room and saying, okay, let's bring out the Arrow scripts. This is what they did with Laro- Laurel in this episode. We're going to do the opposite. We're just going to tweak it a little. <laughs> so, um, moving down the list, we've got three more episodes. Uh, enter Zoom. Pretty big episode. Rich everyone's number one i would assume it's the best episode it was awesome it's it so good we're all in the same boat on this one guys it's um, just <sighs> like i think sarah you and pete said like you, you wish this was a mid-season finale it should have because it just leaves you in this it has this great ending note that really it gives you a punch in the gut and you really are just eager to watch the next episode and to be like, what just happened? What is going on? Zoom is a badass and a big threat. But which which you really, really need to have in a midseason finale instead of having a rogues episode, which I just feel like if you reverse the episode order, it it felt more epic and more grander. But Everett, did you want to say something? <laughs> No, I think it was purely because they're like, wait, you guys, we have to have a Christmas episode because it's uh, near dude, Christmas. Dude, that is exactly so. what I was thinking. 
But you could have you could have taken the Christmas element out of the Rogues right. episode, applied it into the Enter Zoom episode. But then and, what would you do with Trickster? He's got to pass out the presents. Yeah, I felt like it was more. We really want to have Mark Hamill in a December episode, but we have yeah. the crossover, so we have to make it the mid-season finale. Ah, so smart. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> this episode was perfect. Not, it wasn't even just because of Zoom. Like, Zoom was the best part of this episode, but you also had Cisco trying to vibe Harry the whole episode, which was hilarious. He's like wandering around with his hand out or something like that. Yeah. It was really it, gross. Well, it, yeah. He just kept trying to touch him, and Harry was like freaking out, and Cisco would spill shit on him, and. And then, you know, he vibed him and got to see that Jesse was captured by Zoom, which was a pretty big reveal because you finally get to see, like, what Harrison's there for and kind of his motivations. And then you also had the scene where... No, this wasn't that scene. Never mind. But but anyways, really great uh, Patty's pivot in this episode as well. Team's pivot. But But no, seriously, when Zoom caught that lightning bolt, and threw it right back at Barry. Man, how cool is that? Like, yeah. and I feel like all of like the like everything about this episode is great. The character interactions, um, like character like emotional arcs, and like just the action sequences all really blend very well. I could have, I could have. Uh, this could have been like an hour. Or sorry, it is already an hour show. Uh, like another hour of that. You know what I'm saying? Like this could have been like a super big like two hour show, or um two hour um episode to really get in the nitty gritty of everything. So. It really captures that it, it plays with the cheesy and the over-the-top that we're used to seeing. And then the last 10 minutes is that drama and that darkness. So you have the light and the darkness in this episode really up playing well together and just a real well-constructed episode overall. Because I really like the scenes where um, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, Linda is trying to learn how to use Do- Dr. Light's powers and try to put on that performance. And then Grant and her must have had so much fun doing the fake fight, just messing around and being over the top. Like, I, I really enjoyed. I shouldn't have liked that scene as much as I did, but like it just looked like. high five, you know? Yeah! Like, it was, it was so great. The one thing that I think was a negative about that episode is the reveal of Barry's identity to Linda. It just, it's it a, felt... It's like, it's like they had to do it, though, if right. it makes sense, and you wish it didn't really mm. have to. Well, and that, and they want to, they really are pushing hard to make Linda more a part of this universe because of Wally West, who we meet, and possible setup for that relationship to happen within over time. So that's why I think they chose to do that. So you weren't, you're not going to have the whole secret identity thing struggle play yeah. out between them to include her in the team and what's really going on. By the way, there was a, a naked Earth 2 Linda Park walking around Central City this whole episode. Which Well, ever since then. Right. Well, I'm sure she, like, found clothes and <laughs> reappeared somewhere. <laughs> she came in, like, Terminator style, like, fist on the ground, you know? <laughs> She's that like big belly burger, just like <laughs> invisible eating a hamburger. I can't wait bit. for her to come back. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, 
Wow, um, unanimous number one slot. That's interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see where this plays, though. Uh, Guerrilla Warfare, <laughs> episode seven, uh, the big Grodd episode. Um, I ran out of spots, and I had to put it fourth from last. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little sad about that, because there's a lot of fun... It was a fun, like, side quest episode again, you know, but um, Big Bad Gorilla is back. Um, I'm pretty sure you stole my uh, power rankings, Matt. Because, wow, really? Fourth in the bottom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I put it as number six. Uh, I actually, even though I love Grodd, and we just had David Sobolov on the Cape Screw podcast, and he's freaking amazing. I Mic drop. Yeah, like, I, I didn't care for the episode as a whole. Like, it, it was pretty boring. Like, it was... I think they just used Grodd to, to make the episode spicier, but... I don't know. It, it, it didn't really... like, baddie of the week kind of episode. Right, it was... I think yeah, they misused Grodd in this episode. How should they have used him? Well, they need to make him, like, a big threat. Which, I mean, technically, they, they kept saying how big of a threat he was, but they they dealt with him pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, the, be- the best part of this episode was the Cisco-Harry scenes where Harry's dressed up as Reverse Flash, and that that was probably, like, the only reason I ranked this higher than some of the other ones. Not Gorilla City? Uh, I don't know okay. what they're going to do with that. Even, even, even David was, last night, when I was talking to him, was saying, like, he's not sure how they're even going to continue with Gorilla City because... The production costs for doing Grodd and doing more apes and doing Gorilla City is so high that he wasn't like sure how they were going to continue that storyline. But I'm guessing it's just going to mean more more 3D apes coming through the portal. They're going to use um, just the the 3D ape that they're using for Grodd, and then everybody else is going to have like Planet of the Apes, circa 19. <laughs> Caesar. Uh, yeah, I have Caesar. Yeah, but not like the newer one, but like the the really old movies, the original movies, where it's like people right. in suits. Yeah, I can see that happening. Or like the so... the leftover stuff from the Marky Mark playing the apes. Oh God. <laughs> so, are you guys in agreement? Agree? Do you guys agree with me? <laughs> with agreement. Ross got a today. That is a classic Sarah mishap. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I live for those. But, uh, yeah, keep, keep going, sir. <laughs> I can't play the giggling drinking game um, on my own podcast, guys. <laughs> you guys agree, but do you agree with me? Um, no, I was trying to... I was trying to... Take a breath. Here we go. <laughs> Casey's like, oh my god, like, Sarah, just talk already. <laughs> okay, um, I was trying to segue into talking about the Legends of yes- of Today. Great segue. <laughs> that is the smoothest segue in the world. But yes, <laughs> Legends of Today, the crossover. <laughs> yes, Sarah, would you like to continue your segue? <laughs> no. Okay, well, here we go. So, the crossover event, episode 8, Legend Today. Um, I don't know about you guys, but that episode and the Arrow episode, like, really run into each other for me. I, in my mind, I have to split up what happened with Team Flash and what happened with Team Arrow. So, um, if I mix up what scenes happen in here, I apologize. Uh, but I do know that this was the first part 
because <laughs> chronologically this aired first. Um, and uh, I don't know what when Cisco. Wait, sorry, you have to keep me up to speed again. So Cisco vibed on her at the movies, right? And that's when he was like, "Oh shit, we have to protect her." Yeah. But that was right, in the I, previous episode. Yeah, that was in the previous episode. This episode, see, I'll run down it real quick. Okay, yes, so yes, you, please. Yeah, Jay Garrick using the uh, Velocity 6 to save Wells, who got shot yeah. by Patty Spivet, trigger-happy Patty, Patty Spivet, who sees Wells and tracks him down and then shoots him in the freaking chest. Uh, you got Randall, uh, Vandal Savage. I almost said Randy Savage. <laughs> Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah, Flash. No, uh, Vandal Savage using his like crazy staff and trying to kill everyone with knives. Uh, you had Team Arrow show up with their crazy like magic magnetic arrow that was oh, freaking shit. hilarious. Yes, that's the episode. Okay, yes. Can we talk dumbest. about that scene? Yeah, that was Damian the Dark. dumbest scene. <laughs> it was the best worst. Um, oh yeah, and then I rated this. Um, I had to shift around my 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 um, my rankings because I had to put this uh, around like the top of the list. I put about third or fourth um, because of that scene. Uh, Damien Dark in that scene was so funny, right? Like he was like he was like a twirly mustache bad guy. He was like <laughs> he was like what the guns? And then he was like. You're gonna pay for that arrow, and then Team Arrow's like, "Yeah, we did it, guys. We saved the thing." Oh no, wait. they didn't. They Flash picks them up, takes them oh, out yeah. of the crime scene, and leaves Damian Dark with a bomb, a truck with a chemical bomb in the oh, back yeah, of it. That's right. Damian Dark's probably looking around like, "No, okay." And he just he takes like, the truck. That was different. <laughs> right. I think he literally said, "What was that?" I think he literally <laughs> said that. Yeah, he does. I I think the Flash writers don't talk to the Arrow writers because I think they do, and then they're like, "Can we just make like them really dumb?" Like, right. So funny. Like they, but what, whenever that contest. whenever that magnetic arrow thing happened, I just I laughed for a whole minute. We need to it see more so of that. Dumb. I need goofy gadgets. Like, yeah, I mean, I love the goofy gadgets, but that was so silly. <laughs> The surprise look on their faces was almost a surprise as mine. Um, and then uh, the, the introduction of Vandal Savage as a uh, mysterious cloaked figure uh, throwing knives at people. Um, mm. That was always fun. Um, again, this kind of goes back into the Legends of Tomorrow talk. Do they kind of incorporate too much? Um, I think they... they they set him up because, like, oh, wait, they have to fight him now, but he's going to be the bad guy in Legend of Tomorrow, so it's not going to mean anything if they defeat him here. So why are we fighting right. him? Um, that right. was my, my biggest thing. But um, Magnetic Arrow alone, and, of course, the crossover events, so it's always fun seeing the interactions. Um, you got the Hawkman fight, too. That was this one? I thought that was the second one. Or it was the Arrow. Uh, Arrow and Hawkman fight this episode. Or they they both fight Hawkman this episode. Oh, yeah, that was super fun. Um like, uh, it looked really smooth, too. Like, I, I didn't know where... Like, do you know if they did any wire work for that? Or is it mostly, like, CG? It's probably a mix of both. Because I don't know where one started and one began, which is, like, which really cool. Unless I had slowed it down. But in the moment, I'm like, oh, wait. Was that all done CG or, or what? So... Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Sarah. Good point. <laughs> I think Sarah just, like, left the call. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm not, back. 
Yeah, it's because you're not throwing her any any questions, Matt. God. Pete it up. discussion. This supposed to discuss. Just I, I am I discussing. Sarah, did you like the crossover event? I did. That's Would you like to say some things about are, are you, Sarah, are you in agreement with me and Matt? I hate you so much. You're such a gonzo. My God. <laughs> God, you're so rude. Um, I really like the crossover, especially, like, just as an episode as on its own, Barry and Oliver, that dynamic from when we first saw them back in Arrow season two has just grown so much. And they have this great, like older brother, younger brother relationship. And you see that I like how there's that moment. And I, and I think it is this episode because they're trying to, they're trying to get Kara to Kara, Kendra. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, uh, she got laser eyes? <laughs> this is why I'm trying to stay quiet this episode. I'm just, I'm not in the right frame of mind. But they're trying to get her to jump off the roof. And you have Barry and Oliver talk and about, and Barry breaks down how he has this power, but there are moments that where he feels so powerless and Oliver relates to that, especially because he doesn't have a power, but he's still doing this vigilanteism and trying to be a superhero in his own right. So to have that contrast was really nice. And all of the, anytime you put Elicity in an episode and they have cute moments, it's like skyrockets to the top of the list for me. Because, yeah. Well, like. Like Sarah, I like Jay Garrick episode, uh, as well. Like I, I think this was his best episode purely because he got the speed force for like two seconds. I he thought was that cool scene because was... he stabbed Harrison Wells in the chest. I think that was right. Cool. I just thought it was really cool. Like the like we've seen him in the in the Earth Two flashbacks use his powers, but I, I just really want him to use his power, get his powers back. Like I, I'm hoping I wrote it. I'm hoping that he actually got his powers back from using Velocity 6, and he's just not telling anyone. What if he gets, like, addicted to it? Right. He's, like, scratching his neck. (laughs) Scratching his neck. He's got white lips. You created a monster. Um, So, yeah, that was was, a crossover event. Yeah, I I like what you said, Sarah, about the... uh, I definitely got that older brother, kid brother kind of thing. Was this the episode, too, where they had, like, uh, for some reason, the Flash's suit was in the Arrow Cave? Yeah, and then the big yeah. opening thing that that look that um like it's uh I think it was um Oliver was looking like dead straight and then it was just a shot of um Barry like looking at him kind of not really right. looking up but looking at him and smiling yeah. that's like that's the crossover in one frame you know yeah that. um it was is so much fun because it's more than just them fighting crime together with their teams it's like the dynamic between the two yeah um, actual persons you know. So that was super fun. Uh, finally, uh, running to stand still, the midseason finale, um, or well, midseason finale that actually happened, not what some of us hoped. Uh, I put that uh, in the middle. It was it was fun to see Harrison Wells like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go evil again. That was kind of cool. Um, but I <laughs> I really enjoyed. Um, of course, it was the return of Captain Cold, uh, and he was like, nah, I'm not going to hang out with you guys. There's nothing in it for me. I like that scene in Barry's house where he got super mad at him. He, like, 
like kind of like pushed him up against a locker like it was a high school scene um and he was like hey man like how dare you come to my house like you know he's like this is the line and you've crossed it um but then at the end of the scene he like barry was like you know what you're still like a good person you know that's what it is and i can't wait for you to be a hero essentially so i thought that was yeah fun. he says that if, if if you're trying to be a villain you're not doing a very good job oh at yeah that's this that's the line right there yeah I actually, I didn't, I didn't care for this episode a whole lot. Like, I don't remember why. Like, I'm not sure if I was just in a, if I had just talked to Sarah and I was in a bad mood or something. But, Jeez, like, <laughs> Sarah knows I'm kidding. But I mean, it's got great scenes. Like, it's got a really great Patty Spivet like kind of investigation throughout the episode, which I should like. And it's got the uh, Wally West reveal, which was really cool, and a lot of cool zoom scenes but and, and it's of course it's got mark hamill but i don't know i just i wasn't feeling this episode for some reason so i i, I put this at number eight on my list sarah how did you feel about the <laughs> mid-season finale that's a great pete impression um it, it's yeah it was it just it didn't leave you that much excited to return and to see what happens next. Um, well, besides, I guess, because the, I think the big moment was the Wally West scene, but for whatever, whatever reason, it just didn't have that. Oh my God, this is happening moment to it. And I, and I can't figure out why per se, but there was that great moment between, well, not between them because they were in separate rooms, but where Barry, quote unquote, forgives Harrison Wells. I still don't I think he. That, yeah. yeah, which is a really great scene. All of the stuff with Joe was excellent. And this. So good. Yeah, the realization that he has a son and what this means. And then I really did appreciate how the writer still, by the end of the episode, made sure we understood that just because Joe now has a biological son for, for him, he doesn't see Barry as being any less a part of his family or less his son in, in any way. Now, granted, I do think during the back half, there will be some rivalry between Wally and Barry because of that. But for, for, for Joe as a parent, he's not going to, He's going to try to have two sons rather than one. And Everett, why are you laughing? No, just, <laughs> I hate you. This, this is a podcast just, with you guys. You're constantly giggling even if you're talking. This is how it works, right? I was, well, just I was talking and he was giggling. And that's why we have a rule where he has to mute his mic because I can hear it. <sighs> I was, after you're finished talking, I was going to say, all right, so let's move on to the Arrow Power Rankings. That's funny because I was actually going to segue into it, but a lot of strong points, Sarah. Seriously, are you guys not being sarcastic? Um, on, actually, yeah. are you guys on IMDb, like looking at the episode list? No, because I have if mine you're out. if you're cautious of spoilers, there is a big spoiler about episode ten. I kind of want to drop it on the podcast and just hear your thoughts about the description that's written for the episode. Oh, damn it, Sarah. See, now I read it. What the hell? <laughs> All right, well, just go ahead and I, say it then. Just go ahead and say Nerd. it because I know you like spoiling for me. After his intense fight with Zoom, Barry must face Mirror Master. Wally reveals a dark secret to Iris. 
Mirror Master. Wally is Zoom. That would be dumb. Mirror Master is Zoom. Barry is Zoom. Iris is Zoom. No, I'm actually excited for Mirror Master. That's that's about damn time. Right, because they've... The producers teased that Mirror Master would be in the season, like, before the season even started, way back during Comic-Con. And... I think a previous episode, I brought up the fact that I did hear that Zoom isn't the big bad of the season. So my first thought was, oh, well, maybe that's where Mirror Master will come into play. And I think that works in the show's favor with this season in the fact that we've had so many episodes with Zoom that it's kind of getting tiresome, especially because they're not revealing who it is and until that reveal you're not getting that payoff you're just seeing him and especially with how the season or mid-season finale ended with the the big reveal about zoom is the fact that he basically wants to do exactly what Eobard Thawne wanted to do last season and we've already seen it so introducing another big bad possibly somebody connected to zoom maybe I, I think that'll work in the favor for the second half of the season so arrow guys (laughs) so are we gonna do the same format because i was gonna throw another curveball go for it um i was thinking just for the sake of time also um anyway a, a great power ranking section guys it's nice to hear you guys talk about flash i'm mostly talk or hearing you guys talk about arrow since you did your uh mid-season finale but um for the flash rankings, do you want to do like top three and then dead last? Yeah, that's why I was laughing because we took so long to do the flash that I see the timer going. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm yeah. That's why I thought it was ridiculous when we agreed to Everett's format, but whatever. It was whatever. so ridiculous to even do these power rankings. I wonder whose idea was it first of all. My goodness, yes, yeah, it was a great idea. Horrible execution. Oh, oh, so it's all on me. (laughs) Well, your first mistake was listening to Everett, okay? What was that, sir? That is mean. (laughs) Sorry, sir, I didn't hear you. So, uh, yeah, let's do top three and then dead last. All right, I'll go first um, because I rule. Number one, Brotherhood because action scenes were dope. Oh, I can go into it later. Number two, Haunted. Uh, number three, Legends of Yesterday, Dead Last Restoration. What'd you guys get? Uh, Sarah. Wait, we're talking about our top three? Top three on the list, and then Dead Last. You put Brotherhood as number one? Oh, hell yeah. I wait for the explanation. Uh, we have to talk after the show. It's gonna be awesome. No, talk we're talking this... on the show. Let's do this. Um, okay. Let's... Okay, Lost Souls, episode six, number one. Dark Waters, number two. Actually, wait, number three, and then <sighs> Legends of Yesterday, number two. Yeah. What was your dead last? My dead last, um, huh, we'll talk about this. Haunted. Interesting. Episode five. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't just put the concept <laughs> You know episode. why, Everett. You know why. Oh, uh, no. Yes. But uh, basically, I have the exact same as Sarah, except my uh, bottom is Restoration as well. Because that movie, yeah. there, that episode was trash. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I get. Yeah. Okay, that, so. was, that was the stupid Lazarus Pit episode. Ugh. 
was. Should we go no, with Restoration that was first? No, Restoration's the one where Laurel and them take Sarah to the to Nandapart Bat. But Haunted is the one where they actually get Sarah's soul back. That's not what I'm talking about, Sarah. I uh, know. Okay, I agree. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you rank Dark Waters as number three instead of a little bit higher. I think I think I, that one might be my number two, but I like the crossover episode a lot. Yeah, I like the crossover. I noticed that. <laughs> great, great breakdown. So yeah, let's do a sign off. No, I'm just kidding. Um... Right. Let's talk about Lost Souls and why that one was the best one. Yeah, go ahead, sir. You want to start? That was number one. One word, Elicity. And it's not just Elicity, but Felicity's emotional arc in that episode really hit home for me. And I love her scenes with her mother. We got a glance at that last season when we were introduced with Donna Smoke. And in, in that introduction, I did feel similar about the way my relationship is with my own mother. And so to see it again occur in this episode and how her mother and her father and their relationship has impacted Felicity in a way of how she has had romances. Um, Because you tend to look at your parents and try not to do what they did, even if they... You just don't want to fall and make the same mistakes, um, depending on what kind of relationship they present to you. So I really liked how they use that to cause this tension between Oliver and Felicity and just how that played out. Her lines about not wanting to be that girl. I said that myself. I mean, I think as a female, we all tend to do that. We just look at other females and say, oh, I don't want to do what she did. I don't want to be that girl. And so I really like Lost Souls and just all of the Elicity goodness. And then you got the synchronicity of the kiss in the ending. Damn it! I did set you up as... Well, let me get you let me get you a glass of warm milk and tell you why I like Lost Souls. Yeah. I think it was the most, like, the the lightest episode of Arrow that we've had, maybe ever. Like, just in terms of kind of the levity of the episode, there was a lot of joking. There was a lot of just, like, nice scenes between, you know, Diggle and Oliver finally getting together and sharing a damn glass of rum again. Or, I guess it was whiskey, because you'd say, put hair on your chest. And and then, then you get, like, Oliver cooking, okay. which is freaking, it was just hilarious all the time. That was like my favorite part of the, uh, the premiere of the season. He doesn't cook. Donna he didn't. Uh, whatever. Technicality. No. And then you got uh, both both canaries showing up, which was, uh, even though I hate uh, Katie Lotz's Sarah Lance canary, uh, I thought it was cool to see them both together. And then you got a little bit of uh, Ray Palmer action in this episode, too, which he always brings the funny. But, yeah, that, that sweet, sweet loving scene, that's all, that's all I need. Yeah, I put Lost Souls, like, just shy of the top. It's number four, just because um, I like Ray being back, and it was fun seeing Felicity's character. I've uh, seen, like, a Felicity-centric episode, like how you guys were saying. Yeah. But, um, Sarah, would you like to discuss why I made Brotherhood number one? 
I would like to, you to explain it to me. So, I was looking over my list and my rankings, <laughs> and I realized that I've kind of... It looks like I've given up on the show. Let me explain why. <laughs> because all the, my top three episodes... The reason why I ranked them is because they have almost nothing to do with the actual main story arc of the show. Uh, <laughs> Brotherhood number one, I mean, I guess it was about um, a Diggle-centric episode. But the reason why I liked it so much was because it was the most kinetic-looking episode. It was a lot of fun. To, it was very fun to watch. It was directed by um, the, the stunt coordinator, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoyed all the fight sequences. That's honestly the reason why it's number one. It was the most exciting episode for me and it was not plot related and i think i don't know maybe i'm like really giving up on the show i hope not guys because i'm i'm still intrigued but um that's why i I put it number one it was most fun to watch um it had the most action it was visually different than the other episodes there was like a um, almost like like a wonder with um with a um a red arrow with um speedy (laughs) that was kind of fun um I think um, its impact on the overall season would be very minimal, but it was for me the most enjoyable watching experience. Well, I, I love it... that. Sorry, I was just going to mention I love the scene at the end where Oliver calls out or, you know, kind of defies Damien Dark. Right. And where he says, you know, he's going to fight for the city. And I thought that scene was really fun. It was like one, like, like slam on the desk and point, you know, towards like right. t- towards him, you know, like it it could have been a a, a total action flick moment, you know. It's like I a game of with, deadly bingo. With Arrow, we're seeing if we really like a character, and there's more of a centric element to the episode that features our character. That's why those episodes get ranked higher than others, even if it doesn't necessarily have a big moment to the overarching arcing plot, or if it's not Oliver focus, we still like the episode because it features our favorite and explores that character a little bit more, fleshes them out a little bit more and their relationship to Oliver. So I think maybe that's why, because you're a big fan of Diggle, right, Matt? Like in the most joking way possible, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a stupid helmet on his face. Like, come on, man! Magneto. Um, if that, I mean, I see what you're going with, but then I would. That means I would really like uh, the restoration because that's the one where him and Oliver hash out their little um, trouble in paradise and take down a baddie by themselves, right? Yeah, but that episode, it was so divided between the plot A's and plot B storyline that it didn't feel like one character really dominated the whole story with that episode. And maybe that's why it's ranked a lot lower, that and all of the contradictions it implies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just reading in my review where I mentioned that Sarah Belmont talks about Laurel being the most inconsistent character. And this is the episode that really set you off about Laurel. Uh, Was it a restoration? Because I have some notes on that too. Um, What I really did enjoy about restoration, I, I did read your review for it. Uh, we're just going to quote, like, um, re- no. Renock. That's what we're going to do. It's the no. entire episode. 
Only the post I put in Rhinox. That's it. Maybe we should dip Laurel into the Lazarus pit to resurrect any remaining characters she has left. That was it's that brilliant. the biggest mic on the biggest stage, and it just just dropped so hard. Like, there's a lot of Laurel fans that listen to this show, and like, and like, like guys. I mean, I don't completely hate Laurel's character. I like how she's Black Canary now. I'm like, I've just given up on that. I guess maybe. <laughs> but this episode, I was like, how many? changes in in emotion can she go through like and then how crazy is her idea right now like she saw what happened with um with, with Thea and the blood lust thing maybe she's not aware of it but like it's a thing that she's aware of and she's like oh it, it'll be okay because i'm her sister and that's cool you know one thing I one thing I loved about this episode was double down though i thought he was a really cool bad guy they just didn't use him enough uh, he just doesn't have was... enough corny lines, though. That's the only thing. Right. But but you got to see Felicity shoot an AK-47 at him, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, restoration was the lowest of the low. Um, <laughs> what did... Uh, what were some um, other ones you guys called out? Um, well, oh, yeah. So, the Constantine episode. Why did you rank that so low? Um, uh, Sarah, what the hell's your name? Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are spending way too much time with Everett. That's all I'm going to say. God. Rubbing off on you. Yeah, like, um, I I thought it was a fun episode. I ranked it number two. I'm curious why you um, put it so low, or lower on the list. Because I, they tried to tie, and in my opinion, they tried to force the idea that some of Laurel's motivation for bringing Sarah back was tied to her being done with secrets that Oliver has been keeping from her for years. And you had that line about, well, you don't see me as an equal. Right. Okay, I'm sorry, but I've never heard of a man keeping secrets from a woman because she's a woman. No, he kept secrets from you because you're stupid. No. Oh, snap. <laughs> Mic drop. Well, uh, you're having this conversation in a hospital where people can hear you and you're talking about <laughs> his secrets. So maybe he's got some reasons for that. It should have been, you don't trust me. And that line would have been made true for me and I would have heard it better and understood it better and it would have made that moment not ring so false. But they tried to force the equal because... Of what goes on in the comic books, and I understand that. I just yeah. it irritates me. Let's talk about the Diggle Lance team up in that episode where the he like has to knock Diggle out, and then the security guards. He's like, "Oh, guys, you know, I'm a cop. You should go get some help." And they just run off. Like, yes, sir. Salute. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, what I the hell are you doing in here? I enjoyed that though, because Lance is like, <laughs> uh I gotta think of my feet. I'm a cop, so I'll just be a cop. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so stupid. But uh, I did like the. I, I can. I will. I can watch an entire season of Diggle and and Lance like buddy cop. You know, if they do straight <laughs> buddy cop, amazing. I can watch a whole season of that. And you know, another reason why I don't like this episode is because of the construction of it. You have this big build up for Constantine, and we saw him on the island, and that plot line worked. And having him and Oliver have this relationship, and that's where Oliver gets the tattoo that I predict will help bring Damien Dark down, 
during the back half of the season. But the it was very anticlimactic when they went to retrieve Sarah's souls because they really had to it, it felt like a really short third act. So it it really felt quick, like, oh, I'm going to say a spell. You're going to punch out two guys, and then we're going to just yank her out of the hot tub. That's it. <laughs> Except for they didn't just yank her. They, like, stood up there and watched Constantine fight the whole time he was fighting that assassin demon thing. It's like they're just standing there like, right. oh, Sarah's just drowning in there. Yeah. If you look closely, there's, like, on the capes of those guys he fought, it says NBC on it. So there you go. <laughs> nice. Um, I really enjoy this this show, uh, this episode so much, is because it was so fun again. That's why it's like in the sense of like like brotherhood. It was Matt Ryan's performance was was awesome, and his uh, interactions with the rest of the cast was fun. But um, it did feel very like video gamey at the end, where it's like, here, let's just hit this checkpoint, jump into a body, and pull out a soul. Um, but I. I know, I kind of enjoyed that, because I'm just like, why not? <laughs> because that's how you why retrieve the soul. not? <laughs> this this whole season of Arrow, I've just been saying the same two words, and that's why not. Um, <laughs> whether it's for better or for worse. Um, and, for richer uh, or for poor. For richer or for poor, in sickness <laughs> and in health, in coma or multiple um, gunshot wounds. <laughs> Um, because she's the light that guides him, okay? She is. And I agree. Why not? That's such a good line and calls back to so many other lines. Sarah's <laughs> quoting Elicity. Now we have to end the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to do an I'm Elicity sorry. episode. I, I, We're running out right. of time. <laughs> no, me and Arrow's... <laughs> me, and, me and Sarah's era episode, mid-season special... Uh, was was originally supposed to be just about Elicity, and it turned into just like an hour and a half of one episode. And Elicity we just talk. deconstructed the whole mid-season finale, and then we went on yeah. some theory spirals. Which can we talk about the entertainment news about Arrow and Vixen being on, and yes. how Here the spoiler? Yes. Okay, if you guys, if, who was ever listening to this, if you don't want spoilers about what's to come, you just said Vixen. <laughs> No, 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 that's not the spoiler, though. Oh, okay, that's not. okay. Okay? Okay. Okay, so here's the spoiler. Okay. I read that Vixen's going to be on the show, and what's going to happen is she is going to help Laurel with her canary cry, so she's no longer dependent on technology to have oh, a canary oh. cry. Oh. Mm, inconsistency. Why? <laughs> she doesn't even use it like Why half not? the time, anyways. Why not? Why, Why not? Why not? Because that's not the universe that they established. <laughs> because why not? She's gonna give Laurel some kind of like animal spirit of a canary. Uh, Are you serious? I that... don't know, like, yeah, I mean she. Vixen's like got like animal spirits. That's like her powers. She yeah, uses. But she can I'm, give I'm gonna, other people spirits. I don't know. I'd throw up in my mouth if if that's what happens. Oh, please just like, no. Just like a canary does whenever it has babies. Be- but <sighs> Laurel's character doesn't need to get any worse. That's all I gotta say. And that sounds like it's gonna make her worse. So you do think that's gonna make it worse and not just make her better because she is like 
full-on Black Canary from the comic books. No, I think they need to fix her alter ego, not Black Canary. Like, I think her Black Canary's fine. Right. I think they need to fix Laurel Lance. Like, they made her a drunk that went to AA all of season three. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you going to do now? Like, okay, she's kind of in the background and standing around. And literally says, I help too. Right. Right. So, like, they just, they have to do something about her. And, like, that's the thing that I'm trying to get at. It's like, I like all these characters. I say all these, like, things about them, like, why not and this and that, but... I do want these characters. I, I want to be reengaged with these characters, especially Laurel. Um, I hated her in the first two seasons. Uh, I lightweight liked her in the third season, and this season I'm just like, you know what? Do whatever you want. Like, let's see what happens. But now it's like, I I need her to do something that I can care about. And well, she's I mean, gonna die and be in that grave. So. Oh that's... shoot! That would be bananas. <laughs> that's I've been saying it this whole time. It's Laurel because she's useless. There's actually a lot of Tumblr conspiracy posts about that because Katie Cassidy did tweet some things in relation to ship to goodbyes and um, starting fresh. So I, I'm not saying I don't I don't know if they're going to kill her off. I think that would be such a bold move for them to do. But this whole idea of bringing on Vixen, having having her get the canary cry and be not dependent on technology just screams to me trying to appease fanboys who really want this. So we're going to use this. We're going to really force this to happen in this way that makes no sense and just really stretches our suspension of disbelief. And I already have a hard time with that. I mean, yes, she's good as black canary, But every time she's in scenes with Oliver, this idea that we're supposed to view them on the same level really makes me angry because she's not been through a crucible, in my opinion. There's no, she hasn't undergone, like, actual assassin training. There's no darkness in her that I see. Yeah, she became a drunk and went through that, (laughs) (laughs) went through that spiral, but... At least that was motivated with the loss of her fiance and her sister's return. So I I felt like I was really excited that Sarah Lance was coming back this season, but the way they executed that storyline for the during the first half, they could have really focused on her relationship with Laurel. So you really understood that there's a lot more than just like, I need to get my sister back. Instead, they stretched it over three episodes, one of which was focused on Quentin. Another was focused on Thea. And then the third haunted was focused on Laurel, but they tied it to Oliver Mm. and she needs to separate herself from Oliver. I, I don't care about the relationship in the comics. They need to be separate identities, and I really need to see her as a fleshed-out hero before I can get on board with her character. Okay. Well said, Sarah. Well I try. Said, gentlemen. Yeah. Let's talk about drop mic, mic dropping. Um, <laughs> so, as you can see, we're all still on board with Arrow, even though I say why not. Yeah. But, uh, what, what did you guys think about the um, 
the first half of the season? Do you have any expectations for the second half? No, we're not theory spiraling. Just general <gasps> thoughts. Sorry, Sarah. We... Take it away from me. <laughs> um, Everett, uh, thoughts on the new or on, on the next year for Arrow? Where do you think it's going to go? Do you think Laurel's going to have actual characterization? Uh, I think she's going to die. That's that's still <laughs> like I, I've said that since like day one. I think it's going to be Laurel because she's. There, there's no there's no room for her anymore in the show. Like we can't even come up with a good like storyline for her to follow anymore. So I I think she's gone. Uh, I'm not really sure how the Constantine tattoo is gonna play in the dark thing because mm-hmm. we've seen we've seen Damian Dark almost kill Oliver with his power, so it doesn't protect him that way. Um. So I, I don't know. Like it, I I'm just I'm excited to see more Neil McDonough. I think he's so damn good. Yeah. Uh, Sarah. I'm excited for Elicity and to see more of that. Just I love their characters all, and I'm all so of them excited. Making out with their unconscious body. No, <laughs> no. Um, what a dark place. A dangerous dark place. I just got really really dark there. <laughs> I am the night. Papa Smoke. We're going to finally see him and that that interaction with him and Felicity and unresolved issues there. The the reveal about Oliver having a son and how Felicity is going to handle that. And not just that he has a fan, son, but that he lied to her about it and kept that from her. And that's the first I don't want to say it's the first lie because season three, Oliver kept things from the team, but for in terms of their relationship outside of Arrow, they it's his first lie to her. So, and then um, I'm trying not to spoil it. I'm I'm still thinking it's the mother of the kid who's going to be in the grave. I want right. it to be Laurel, but I'm still think, thinking that because it sets up for an interesting season five with Oliver trying to do this and have a son and trying to protect his son too. Are they ever going to do anything with Curtis, by the way, with Mr. Terrific? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to see the T spears like spears. Yeah. Spears. Britney Spears. (laughs) Yeah. We've already full costume. Cause I was going to say, that's what I'm most excited about. Mr. Right. With the big red T on his face. That'd be so dope. Like, no. why, why not, guys? <laughs> no, Vixen so is not going to paint a red T on his face and make yeah. him all of a sudden be a superhero. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not that level, but, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to see, like, Brother Eye and all that crazy stuff that has uh, to do with Mr. Terrific. Yeah, I'm looking, for, looking forward for Mr. Terrific. I, I want to see where um, the uh, yeah uh, Oliver Sun kind of storyline goes. Um, I wasn't... Really sure who's going to be in the grave, but Sarah, yeah, your your idea makes a lot of sense because it'll be really fun. It's not fun; that's terrible. She, she's dead, but uh, <laughs> the, the mother of his son to be dead, and he has to deal with that, and also raise a son, which would be kind of like the like not the final frontier, but like a new frontier, right? Um, you know, into the fold. I mean, they don't really mix a lot of kids on these shows, and especially um, responsibility as, as a parent, mostly just the parents of the heroes. So um, mm-hmm. that'll be really fun to see um, going into season five. So um, a lot of fun stuff. We're um, we're going to finish TV talk there and uh, we're going to wrap up the show by ending with, of course, everyone's favorite segment that we all remembered and didn't just look up right now. Classic 
uh, as I said here in the notes, their classic movie, TV, YouTube channel, commercial, video game, talkie stage, play, dance, painting, photograph, sound effect, pick of the week. Um, Everett, did you come prepared with one? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about a painting this week. Oh, perfect. From the Baroque so, era, right? Yeah, <laughs> so no, they, the they, they apparently found a hidden painting underneath the Mona Lisa. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. That is pretty cool. Do you know more information about that? That's pretty neat. No, I don't. So go look it up if you're interested. <laughs> Google that shit. <laughs> and then it's, it's like it's supposedly like a hidden, like a I don't know. There's something underneath that they kind of scanned and found under the Mona Lisa painting. So that, I don't know. I just that's what came to mind when you said painting. That's cool. Excellent pick, Sarah. Do you have one? Well, first of all, I want to comment on Everett's pick and say, what a nerd. And also... Shut up, Bonzo. <laughs> um, I'm going to say L.A. Confidential, 1997. Um, choice. We've been talking a lot of neo-noir and on the Jessica Jones podcast. So this... And we talked about the show in terms of all the female characters and the differences between them. And that persona in LA confidential there's they do a similar thing with in terms of the male protagonist where you get a lot of variations so i highly recommend that film and then to go and check out the netflix crew podcast as we break down jessica jones episode by episode whoa, 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 whoa. that's a sign off kind of plug there <laughs> you know i plugged you know? it so <laughs> you're just going to have to <laughs> yeah. have a pushover yeah. as a host that's just how it works right <laughs> just kidding um, I'm sorry. Seen way too much time with Everett. That's God. Matt doesn't laugh at my jokes, sir. He hasn't spent enough time. He laughs more than I do. <laughs> laughed at a few, chuckled. Um, so my pick of this week is a uh, uh, Pirates Caribbean, uh, Caribbean, as you're supposed to pronounce it. Pirates Caribbean, <laughs> uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. Um, what a fun movie. Pirates are still cool in my book. I watched Black Sails from time to time. That was one of my picks from a couple weeks ago. Um, just, uh, I, uh, the, this was the first soundtrack I've ever, like, bought, like, the score of a movie, just because it inspired me to go swashbuckling and, and, um... <laughs> did you? And stuff. I, I did not, no. You did not? So it didn't really... just inspired him. <laughs> it inspired my thoughts to go swashbuckling, which would be kind of funny. Oh, oh, I get so it. So it didn't, I so, uh... In essence, it didn't inspire me to do anything at all. But it was really right. cool sounding, so that was that. Um, not sure if you can find it on Netflix, but I'm sure you can find it on DVD in someone's house because that thing is super popular. If um, I had to mention a film and that's not a painting, I'd just say go see The Secret Life of Walter Mitty because everyone that does is way cooler than Sarah. I need to see that. Did you really enjoy it? Or you oh, Matt, you're me? not my favorite anymore. It's, it's my my favorite movie of all time. It's so damn good. Matt, you're I'm... my favorite now. <laughs> By right. default. Yeah. So Sorry, thankfully. Matt. Ugh. <laughs> Is, uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen Ben Stiller in a serious role. That's why. I can't think of one. So oh, um... it's, it's not 100% serious. It's got Kristen Wiig in it. Oh, yeah. I was but... going to say, so it, they, they don't really play it straight. It's like comedy, like dramedy kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the best movie ever made. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it has Sean Penn in it, too. So he's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. And Adam um, Scott playing a douchebag. Wait a second. <laughs> the beard. With, with yeah. all that you wrote about Star Wars: The Force Awakens, you're gonna say that Walter Mitty 
is the best movie? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Star Wars for And on that note... <laughs> so, uh, that's gonna do it for us this week, guys. Um, my friend Everett, former best friend, I guess, Everett, uh, would you like to tell the world, or whoever's just listening right now, where they can find you online? Well, you cannot find me on Scene and Nerd until everyone watches The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, but you can find me on Twitter at the Everwritten, and you can also find my Arrow Renocked and Flash Zoomin articles on the GWW.com, and you can find me kind of listening to Sarah talk on the Jessica Jones podcast and our Arrow's mid-season special. Yeah, super fun discussions on that, Jessica. I'll I'll uh, throw my hat in that as well as uh, you guys should listen to that. Um, super gal pal Sarah, where should they find you on the internet? Gal pal, gal. <laughs> Does that does that make does that assume that I'm a girl too? Yes. Definitely. Okay, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at S J Belmont S J B E L M O N T, and you can find all of my rants and mishaps on the gww.com. Very nice mishaps. Um, you can find you can follow us at Cena Nerd on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, be sure to, if you like the show, let us know. Um, give us a review. Nice if you, if you don't like it, then, you know, you can go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. No, if, uh, <laughs> if you have any, if you have, uh, wait, do we have an email? Pete, are you around somewhere? Uh, Pete, come at gmail.com, I'm guessing. Um, you can find me, Matt, um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at I'm Salzy, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. That does it for this week on Scene and Nerd. It was only the greatest train wreck in podcast history. Thank you. Good night. You're welcome. Let's do no. this super sweet intro. How does Pete normally do this thing? <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Like that, right? <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> do your best Pete impression. I can't do it. My best Pete impression would be like, would be only like visual. Like it's, I can't do it like a an audio version of it. Be visual. Wringing my hands, walking around in circles. <laughs> it's funny because you never met Pete, so that makes sense. That doesn't make any sense to you, but yeah, essentially he's Mr. Burns. It, That's what it is.